nurse that I do and how in love you were. Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We're Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. So would you say this is your best Friday ever? Gosh, probably not. (laughs) Is it supposed to be? Well, it's just that this is an unusual recording day for us. It's a Friday afternoon. I've actually had the day from home. I'm working from home today, which has been good. Our middle son was sick, so he did not go to school. But uh, after pre-K, we're able, your uh, mom stepped up and took the boys. So you've been able to run errands and do some stuff. And our house has just been really quiet today. It has been really quiet. It's been a it's been nice, actually, because usually we're never here without children. But I feel I'm t- I'm just tired because our middle son didn't sleep at all last night because he was sick. So I, it is a good Friday. I don't want to I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's the best Friday I've ever had. I mean, I just think it's such a nice little break, though, because we've got a pretty busy weekend coming up and would have felt like a three day weekend almost of having kids here, you know, with two kids. Uh, it feels like that all day, every day for me, babe. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you go to work, but uh, Sloan comes home every day after pre-K at 11, remember? Well, it's been nice for me. Let me just say that. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a lot. Oh, goodness. I love how you're working in your workout clothes now. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Is that what, like, stay-at-home moms do? Like, they just wear workout clothes, right? Yeah, it's like you've graduated to the yoga pants. Actually, earlier I looked in here, and he, he has a standing desk, so you can envision it's like this big desk, and it's really tall, and he just stands at it. And I'm, like, looking at him, and on the top, he has on this, like, really nice, like, mizzen and main dress shirt, like, all buttoned up. And then I, like scan down and he has on like gym shorts and Nikes. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he doing right now? I was recording a video. So smart. So smart. No one, they, no one sees the bottom. They just see the top. That's right. Now, but now you see why like moms like yoga party pants. up top, casual downstairs. <laughs> Do you see why moms like yoga pants? I could, I could see that. It's comfy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, joining us on our Friday or whatever day that you were listening to this uh, podcast. Inter- podcast. There is no interview. Just Mandy and I recording a podcast. Wow. <laughs> I just got the look. Are like, you seriously? Sh- <laughs> are you seriously? sure we should record today? Why not? Okay. Hey, before we get started, though, I wanted to highlight just some a few of the reviews that we've had here lately, just to give some props to the Marriage More listeners out there. Maybe I'll read one and you can read one. Sure. One for one. One for one. All right. I'll read the first one who is from Megan Indy, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, if that's really or that's just your stage sir name on iTunes. But <laughs> uh, Megan Indy says, recently found your podcast. I've listened to almost all of them. God bless you. I love the rapport you two have. I've identified with so many things you guys have shared and have felt such a conviction in my heart. Like, for instance, I also think camping should be done in a hotel away from any bugs. All right. Sorry, I sorry, Megan. I love you, Megan. Sorry, Megan. And we just were no longer friends. Why did I choose this, <laughs> this one? She's uh, awesome. Megan, you rock. Uh, Megan goes on to say, this is definitely the podcast to listen to if you want a real dialogue on everyday issues to help grow your marriage and something more. Onto something more. I can't wait for next week's episode. Megan, that's uh, so nice. Thank you, Megan. Megan is on team 
hotel, not team RV. <laughs> Boo team hotel. Oh, okay. So I will read one and this is from Hannah. What do you say that Luigi? I say Luigi or Lugi. Lugi? Let's say Luigi. <laughs> Hannah Luigi. And she says, I love how open and honest Jeff and Mandy are. So many marriages, talks, or books can be so cheesy and trying to be putting on a show as this perfect marriage. These two are willing to talk out the differences, encourage each other to do the same. And that's so refreshing. Every episode leaves me feeling inspired in my marriage and gives me very practical ways to make my marriage more, quote unquote. So thankful for y'all. Thank you, Hannah. We're thankful for you. We really appreciate just being able to read comments like this and honestly just get your feedback because you guys leaving ratings and reviews is how other people find our show. And of course, you know, our goal with Marriage More and this podcast and just being able to um, do this together is to encourage other couples um, to live and love intentionally and just grow their marriage stronger. So thank you for helping spread the love. And if you want to share and spread that love, head on over to houserosblog.com forward slash iTunes tunes and leave a review and hope that we can feature you on a future podcast. Amen. Giddy up. All right. So today's topic, this is a topic that we've wanted to do for quite some time. I'm not really sure what we've been waiting on. It's been this blog post in a draft form for way too long. And I don't even know if we even publish it after this podcast, we might publish a part of it, but we just think it's a really interesting concept that not only does it apply to marriages, it can apply to life, it can apply to just many things. And let me just kind of give the, the backstory how this came to be for me was I, I joined this coaching program and I got introduced to this concept of what's called the gap. And the gap basically is this where most of us are, where we have our reality, how things are in real life versus how we want things to be, how we envision things to be. And one quick example could be, uh, I mean, it seems like everybody knows how I am. This is marriage and my being, I guess, a a male and and wanting, you know, my wife and being intimate multiple times a week, you know, like, like the... I don't know where this is going right now. But but. I, I would say like the not reality, but what I pictured, I guess, before we got married, you know, like, Oh, when you get married, you make love all the time. You know, so we'll be making love four or five, six times a week, you know, a day in your mind, a day. Right. I mean, that's not reality. You know, reality is Thank the Lord. you have kids, you have jobs, you have careers, you have other things. And, but you can apply, and of course, I had to go there with you know using that as the of example. Course, of course, you did. But you know, going maybe you know in Mandy's case, it could be her perfect marriage was viewed as you know the husband that under that is willing to listen to everything and always knows when to pick up the dishes or and, or does the laundry and puts the kids to bed and makes the school lunches and you know would get up in the middle of the night to take care of the children like every single time. And, and I mean, if there was a husband out there that does that, shame on you because <laughs> you got to bring down the, uh, the average for uh, other husbands out there. But if that is what your ideal is, you know, that's not reality. You know, it's, it could be, it could be, it could be. No, it's really not reality. So, to, you know, what we're talking about today, like the marriage gap is, you know, you're measuring the ideal you know, versus the actual. And 
that gap in between what is the actual versus the ideal, you know, what we think is supposed to be versus what is reality, that gap is what can cause a lot of unhappiness, a lot of letdown, a lot of disappointment in a marriage. And when I first learned of this concept called the gap, it, it wasn't really so much with my marriage. It was with, you know, what I wanted out of my life and out of my business and, and business and life. And like, that was it when it was first introduced to me. But then when I started looking at, at, at my marriage, I mean, I saw the same principles apply to where I had these certain expectations of how I thought things were supposed to be based on movies, based on TV shows, based on talking with friends and how they make up their stories about how perfect their wife is when it's like, yeah, right. Sure, buddy. You know, <laughs> sure, sure. It's like that. But so that's why I just want to talk about just this concept, because I think we all fall in this trap of, you know, putting pigeonholing our spouses into how we think they should be. You know, that Mandy should want to make love to me four times a day and cook dinner and put the kids to bed. And scratch my back. Side eye. <laughs> side eye. <laughs> You're getting the side eye. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, ever going to happen. <laughs> does that happen in fairy tales even? I don't know. It probably does. But yeah, no. I love you a lot. A lot, a lot. But I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you agree that many people, many couples fall into that, that gap? Fall into that, to that trap of comparing themselves, you know, wanting to compare themselves to their ideal versus where their, where their marriage actually is. And not saying that you can't work towards those ideals, you can work towards them, but the reality is that the ideal never, I'll say it never happens, but it's most likely never going to be exactly how you would picture it like in a fairy tale. Yeah, I think it's hard because especially when couples are first getting married, everything is so fairy tale. Like, oh, you're so in love and like you don't really you don't have kids yet and you probably don't have like a lot of responsibilities. You you know, you might not have even bought your first house yet. And it's just everything is just about you guys and it somewhat does feel like a fairy tale. And I think that the problem creeps in is like when people do go and get married, they forget that like that life happens that, you know, you begin to have children, you begin to have more responsibilities at work, you begin to have a house payment and car payments. And, you know, you begin to have all of these things that you have to fit into your life. And you have this idea of like your marriage being this perfect thing without putting any work into it. And I think that people get really disappointed when they realize that like, oh, my marriage is just failing. I mean, I'm not doing anything different. I'm not trying hard. I'm not loving intentionally. I'm not making time for my husband or wife or, you know, I'm just doing what I always did when we first got married or when we first started dating and it's failing. Like we can't get along. And it's like they have this, it's like if they're not living up to this expectation of like what they thought their marriage would be, then then they feel like, oh, well, it's not worth it. Like we, we can't make this work because this isn't the marriage that I envisioned. This wasn't my ideal husband or my ideal situation. I pictured my life to end up where we were going to, whatever you said, like make love four times a day. I mean, I don't know who's, who feels like that, but not me. But when it doesn't end up like that, people begin to feel let down and they begin to feel like, like their marriage is failing because it's not living up to the expectations that they created for their marriage in their head. 
And it's so dangerous. I mean, it's so dangerous when you start letting those ideals become, just become what you think is, should be the norm. And, and I think, I mean, that's happened to us at times, you know, when we felt that we weren't living up to the expectation of, of each other and just, you know, letting that, ironically enough, like cause a gap between us because man, I mean, she's not, I thought she would cook more. I thought that she wouldn't you know, actually you know, <laughs> fold my, would, wouldn't fold my jeans when they're in the dryer so that they don't come out wrinkled or. Uh, <laughs> you used to get so mad about that. You'd be like, can you just fold, like, can you just um, hang them up on the hanger? Because every time you fold them, they get all like sorts of wrinkled. And I'm just like, really? That little thing is annoying you? <laughs> I don't want to use an iron before I put on jeans. <laughs> but the thing is, is you weren't even doing your laundry. I was doing it. So uh, you see? In details, my- schmetels. <laughs> In my mind, I mean, husbands should have been doing laundry. Ideal husbands do laundry and fold it and put it away. I've done laundry, you know. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to think of that time. There was, Never. That, there was that time. <laughs> there was that time. That you shrunk my shirt. <laughs> It was all about the effort, babe. It's all about the effort. <laughs> Good point. All right. So just to kind of show people or demonstrate, you know, just we want to give you some tips on how you can avoid this marriage gap. You know, how can you avoid of, you know, the perfect marriage ideal versus the perfect marriage reality? And, and you know, how can you also work towards on bridging that gap, you know, getting closer to that to where, you know, you are living a marriage that is more in line to what you envision, you know, might not be quite there, but is more towards, I feel like you're making progress. And one of the first things that you need to do is to clarify and commit to lifetime marriage ideals. You know, try to identify, you know, what are your marriage ideals? You know, what are those things? And are those things that you have even had a discussion with your spouse about? And I think that's important too, because we can have this, what we envision, as our perfect marriage, but yet if you've not had that communication with your spouse, let them know what you're thinking, then that person is never, ever going to live up to it. And I know we've talked about that before, but I think the first thing that you can do, and when it comes to this, this first part of clarifying and committing to lifetime marriage ideals is, I mean, you start with yourself, you know, how can you be better in your marriage. So if you have these ideals of having this perfect marriage, you know, and you're so focused on what your spouse has to do, then I mean, I think you're definitely approaching it wrong. Like what can you do first? How can you contribute into that to make that marriage more what you're hoping for? So let's just go ahead and say, what are your, (laughs) let's clarify and commit what your marriage, a lifetime marriage ideals are, babe. Well, I mean, I think for me, I just think of, you know, to have a successful marriage, I think communication is key, you know, just making sure. And I know that sounds so generic, but just so that I feel that I know what is going on with my wife, that I know that is going on with my family, that I'm not in the dark, you know, of just important things that's going on. You know, I think so having a marriage that is founded upon amazing communication to where we're comfortable that we can each go to each other with something, you know, something that we're hurting through that we're struggling with. I think another marriage ideal is, is having, you know, Jesus like in our life and a part of our marriage. I mean, that's another important, you know, ideal for us. And 
That's the few things kind yeah, of mind. Well, no, I like those. I was just going to say, so for example, if one of your marriage, lifetime marriage ideals is that is communication and just being able to communicate with each other and know what's going on in each other's lives, like setting that goal is good, but communicating the goal is something that you absolutely have to do with each other. Because if I don't know that Jeff is, feels very strongly about um, wanting to know like my inner feelings and communicating with me, then I don't know that that's even important to him. And maybe it's not important to my lifetime marriage goals. And so having the conversation about what those are and committing to them together, but then also just for that one example, let's say like, we do what we call our catch me up chat, which is part of our love habits, which um, we'll link to below. But just having that catch me up chat that contributes to your ideal of this lifetime marriage ideal of communication. Um, So that's important to you. So that's one way that we work towards that lifetime goal of yours. Absolutely. No question. So I I mean, I think that's important. And just to have those things that are important to you and make sure that your spouse understands like how important those things are to you and what those marriage ideals are. Um, Another thing that you can do, and this is something that I am really good at doing on a personal and professional basis, but as far as as a team, this is something that is still a work in process for us, so hopefully that we can share some progress. We are going through a, a mini course right now that we have not completed yet, ironically enough, but you know, the second thing that you can do is have established written goals and not only have those goals, but celebrate that progress along the way. And I'll, and I'll give you two ways that I go about this, you know, personally and, and how I want to do this with Mandy. So first, before I start, Mandy, how do you feel about goals and setting goals? Blech. Am I puking right now? <laughs> Can I go throw up? Oh, my gosh. Goals are like the devil. So I, think I don't I, understand like why you hate goals so much. Yeah, this is like one of those episodes where we like we don't think alike. Remember? I believe that goal setting is so important. Like I actually preach it to other people. Like you have to have goals and you have to set goals. But when you ask me to set goals, like I start like sweating and I'm like, I don't know. Like that's too formal. I can't write that down. I can't think about that. Goals are just hard for me. I feel like because you're actually like saying, I want this to be something that happens or something that I can do. And then it's like scary because it's like, oh my gosh, now that I have to work towards making that happen. I don't know if it's like an anxiety thing, but goals, oh, goals stress me out. Just one more thing to stress me out, right, babe? <laughs> I am one big ball of stress all the time. See, to me, I am more stressful when I don't have goals because, I mean, you're such a type A to-do list type person to where that gives like you know that day what you need to work towards mm-hmm. right yeah and to me like a goal is that it's a little bit longer longer away but when you know what your goals are then that way that you hopefully unless you have a sick child at home and other things that come up the things that you're doing that day are working towards those bigger goals that bigger to-do list no, I agree. And I, I actually, here's what I think it is about goals. Okay. Just hear me out just for one second. <laughs> I don't mind setting goals when you give me some time. Like if you're like, you know what, we're going to talk about our goals on Tuesday and you're telling me this on like Saturday. <laughs> and so I have some time to think about my goals. It's those times whenever, remember that time you're like, Hey, let's record a podcast and let's do our lifetime goals. Ready? Record. But yeah. I'm sweating. Like lifetime goals. What? Like, and you want me to come up with that right now? Like I need to think about that and I need to like process it. And you are just so good at like off the cuff, like, and just knowing what you want out of life. And I really have to honestly think about it and dig deep. 
So that's, that's my thing with goals. Goals are important, but I just need time to think about them. So lifetime goals, I totally agree, are extremely hard to wrap your head around. You know, like if we had a lifetime marriage goal, we want to live a happy marriage with happy kids. And I mean, it sounds a little cliche almost. And one of the things I learned to help simplify the goal process and to make it where it's easier to comprehend, it's easier to digest, it's easier to forecast is instead of thinking of lifetime goals and and definitely not doing like New Year's resolutions that are done by January 12th is you look at your goals in three-year blocks. So basically like the next three years. And I love doing it that way because it's easier to do that. It's easier to quantify because right now we think of where we're at right now in our life and where we're at in our adoption process and how old our kids are and to think, okay, in three years, our oldest is going to be 11 going on 12. You know, Bentley's going to be nine. Uh, Our new daughter is going to be somewhere in that four and a half, four, four and a half range, you know, and <laughs> you Sloan, forgot about Sloan. Um, Sloan forgot about number three. So it's like, okay, in three years, like th- that's where our kids are going to be. You know, we can think how old we're going to be. And so think about, okay, in the next three years, like what are these goals that we want to have, you know, both personally and professionally and with our marriage, it's like, okay, well, we want to get our kids through this stage in their life. We want to have the adoption. We want to be able to do this. And, To me, it's just so much easier versus thinking, okay, what are my goals for the next 30 years? Like, what is that going to look like? That's a little bit harder to, I think, vision than like a lifetime goal. Yeah. And I think so. What we're basically saying is that take these same principles that you could apply to your personal or your professional life and apply them to your marriage. So these goals that you would be setting to bridge the marriage gap would be specifically about how you could make your marriage more, right? Absolutely. Okay, so... So, I mean, like, one goal could be, you know, we want to have one date night a week. You know, is that possible? Or maybe not a date night. Let's say we want to have one date per week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that day could be, it could be a dinner, it could be a lunch, it could be a breakfast, you know, it could be cereal in bed, you know, like on a weekend, you know, if that works out, you know, but just make that commitment. Like, here is our goal. Like, this is what we want to do. We want to, you know, pray together every night. I mean, that's pretty ambitious, but uh, I know someone that that's what he's, that was a goal for him and his his spouse. They want to pray every night. You want to read the Bible together, you know, three nights a week, or you want to be able to pray with your kids. I keep saying prayer, but uh, we want to take like one adult vacation a year. That's one of our goals. I mean, that's not necessarily three year goal, but it is like for the next three years, I want to make sure that you and I take at least one just vacation, even if it's just like three or four nights away, just you and I together. So having these goals, though, especially when you create them together so that you're both on board. So if one spouse wants to take a vacation, the other one doesn't. And but the spouse understands how important the one that doesn't want to go understands how why it's so important. The other spouse wants to go because they need that time away and time with their family. And that's what they want. Then then you can begin the planning process of, okay, this is okay. I, maybe I don't want to go, but she wants to go because it's important to her. It's a big deal to her. You know, let's put it on the calendar so that we know. So let's work towards it versus, 
versus that spouse having the ideal of they want to have that one vacation a year, but they've never communicated that to their spouse and they've never had a goal, a goal discussion about it. And then it, it's not a big deal to the other spouse because you know, the goal is not there. And then once you have some of those goals to, that you start achieving them, it's so important to celebrate progress along the way. And one way that I do this, even before I start making any sort of goals is that it's uh, we call it a lot of things, but it's you know, the gratification of being grateful of what you do have. I was going to try to come up with a really fancy name. I know, right there, I, like I, I know what was going on right there. The gratification factor. It was, it, it just, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't come out the way I wanted to. We can think about that though. We can come up with something. We can, we can to be determined. Right. But what this exercise does is that, and this is something that I do, you know, in the five minute journal is just like, what are three things that you're grateful for? You know, like that morning. And so when you're doing your goals, especially when you do with your spouse, you just think about, you know, what are some of the really cool things that have happened in you guys' marriage? You know, it could be since you guys have been married, it could have been in the last month, it could have been in the last three months, just focusing on the positive things that have happened. And once you can just see, man, we've actually, we've made some cool things together. We've done some, we've had some good things, some fun things. We've made some cool things together. Our mm-hmm. kids are pretty cool. They are pretty cool. <laughs> but that just helps you, put, it helps put you in a positive mindset before you start the goal process. So, I mean, I'm really excited because I am so, so I have access it's to Michael Hyatt has this course, the best year ever. I think there's only five modules, maybe six. I, I think we're two or three into it. Yeah. And over like four weeks, <laughs> <laughs> it's just been very slow moving, but uh, it was something that I, I commit to Mandy that since she's not as uh, on board with goals that I am, that I committed, I already watched it and then I'm going back, going back through it with her. He wanted to do it together. I like do want to do it together. One of his goals was he wanted to watch this course, the two of us, like we, he wanted to go through it with me. So... I am going through it with you. <laughs> you are. You are. And it's been fun. Slowly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking over some of these points here and we don't want to, we're already close to our usual 30 minute format. So why don't we just pick maybe one or two more of these that we can uh, discuss. And or then, do you want to just go on to the next one and then we could do a second podcast on the rest or? Uh, we can maybe, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So the third thing is spending time doing what you do best in your marriage. So, babe, what do I do best in our marriage? <laughs> Make out with me. <laughs> I'm an expert. You're a really good smooth talker. No, you're actually really good at saying you're sorry. And you're really good at not always understanding my feelings or my emotions in the moment. But you're always really good at trying really hard to come back around and understand. Uh, you're really good at grace. Like, I think you have a lot of grace for things in our marriage. You're really good at, on Sundays, you're really good at sitting on the couch and watching football. Sunday ticket is the worst thing you could ever buy. You're really good at smoking things on the grill, babe. Smoker, babe. Smoking things on our smoker. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Smoking things on the smoker. You're really good at cuddling. You're really good at watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> you're really good at being a great example to our kids, just leading them. I feel like you're really good at that. Like, I am sometimes, like, still a kid. Like, I just want to go to bed and, like, throw a temper tantrum. And I feel like you are level-headed, and you're really good at just being a good leader to them. 
Is this, is this all for the podcast? Because I mean, this is, I feel like this is. No, I'm actually like, I'm trying to be nice and tell you how I feel. Is this going to carry over to after the podcast? For what's going on after the podcast? I don't know. Just uh, life. Is there something else going on? See, I think this is this is a large contributor to the fact that our kids aren't here and like you're in a more positive, just, you're just happy right now. But it has been a crazy week with our youngest. So yes, I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> He's been gone for three hours. I feel refreshed, babe. Refreshed. Yes. You're really good at knowing when I'm extremely stressed out and you're really good at like take, letting me have a, a mom moment. Like you'll be like, go to Target, just go. I think you do that because you're just like, oh my God, you're getting on my nerve. Oh my gosh, you're getting on my nerves. And I'm like, oh, but you're good at that too. I think I do that because one, I recognize that you're getting ready to blow your top. <laughs> two, <laughs> I just know that our boys, they tend to, I would say overreact, but just the way that they react to certain things is intensified. Like when you are there. If they whine, they whine when I'm around. If Mandy's around, they whine 50% more. It's a given. So whenever she's not there, I, I just know that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit stressful because it's just me, but I also know that they're not going to whine as much. But you're supposed to say, I really am doing it because I need, I want you to have a break. But I do want you to have a break. And, but, but you're but saying, it, like, just get out. They won't whine as much when you're not here. Well, it's, it, I mean, I think some people can appreciate this. So... When you have a wife that is super stressed out, getting ready to fly off the handle, and you have three boys that are 50% more needy when the soon-to-be blowing top wife is there, I mean, what's easier? I don't know what's happening right now, but I'm just like giving you all these compliments, and all of a sudden, I am now like <laughs> the worst wife ever who's going to blow her top at any moment. I, I'm just, just. I mean, just, where is this going? This right doesn't now? happen all the time. I'm just saying, in those times when yeah. I can tell. Well, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> when you have reached maximum capacity, I recognize that it's no different than putting baking soda on a grease fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually done now with the podcast. <laughs> Can I go away? Can we go back to talking about how, the things that you like about me? No, you, I just gave you a bunch. You're supposed to now be telling me what I do best in our marriage. I go think, ahead. I think, apparently it's I stress out the best. The things that you do best in our marriage. I mean, there's no question that you run this household. No, uh, that is not a compliment. You mean like I wear the pants? No, no. I mean that you keep this household going. Oh, okay. I mean, you are the CFO. You are the CEO as far as chief encouragement officer. You take care of anything that has to do, like you took Bentley to wherever they go to get for doctor oh stuff. Urgent care. Urgent care. <laughs> <laughs> that place. Have you ever been to urgent care? Siri would have told kid? me where to go. <laughs> Siri would have told me where to go. Siri would probably have lied to you. Um, um, probably. Yeah, and you do other stuff too. <laughs> you can't think of anything. <laughs> what is going on right now? You do a lot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be like so mad if that's where you end that. So that is the marriage gap. People, if you enjoyed this episode of Marriage I mean, Gap. I was just sitting here thinking of another one for you. Like I was going to say that you're really good at providing for our family. Like you're an amazing business man and like super awesome at what you do and that provides for our family like you're great at that in our marriage you're really good at letting <laughs> me take out the trash <laughs> oh, I could not even believe no, this right now I would say you are amazing at 
You, do we need to like pause it so you can think of some things? No, you're good at stuff. No, um, <laughs> you can't think of anything. Oh my no, gosh. No, you're good at hashtag momming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even laughing anymore. <laughs> this is not. Hey, well, when I say that you keep this household going, I mean, that applies to so many things. <laughs> so, so many that you can't even think of. <laughs> Any. So many things. Now, I'll say one thing that uh, that you do amazing that, uh, you know, this week I had uh, an issue come up with the business and I was at stress level 12 of 10 and you listened, you were there for support, you sent me encouraging texts and, you know, just everything that I needed in a life partner versus somebody that would, you know, could have made it more stressful than it was. And I just, uh, that's something that I was very appreciative of. It's something that you've always, always done for me. You're redeeming yourself a little bit. Is that it? <laughs> and thank you. You're also really good at sending me bitmojis. Because <laughs> <laughs> bitmojis, you're come on, you're like the king bitmoji texter. I, well, you started it. <laughs> you started it, and you do other things that are amazing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Feel the love. Feel the love. I have a feeling that tonight you're going to have to apologize and be like, I know, babe. I know what I could have said. If only I was thinking straight at the time, I could have said. You know, but I will say that even though that we are inherently different as far as our, what we enjoy doing and our personality types, you know, I like to hike, you don't. We still enjoy spending time together. <laughs> just not in this moment <laughs> whenever you can't think about I contribute anything awesome to our marriage you contribute a lot babe <laughs> there's just so many things I can't list them all right now it's just, just too my, many my mind is racing it's I, blowing up if you picture like a whirlwind of all the different things like all these words going around in my head of all the things that you do like there's just so many going so fast I can't see them all <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at making things like this is, awful. This is one of those podcast episodes that needs to be a video because <laughs> the look that you're giving me and the look that I'm trying to hide away. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes. No, I think we'll, uh, if you want to, we'll break this up into two. We'll come back. And I think between now and then I'll come up with the 77 other things that you do amazing in our marriage. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would truly appreciate that. Awesome. Well, I think our kids just arrived from uh, where... From Gigi and Poppy's house. They, yeah. Oh, here he oh, comes. Here he comes. You want to do the tagline? You want to sign off again, buddy? You want to sign off? You got to re- repeat after mommy. Dude, I missed you. Oh, okay. You got to repeat after mommy. Ready? Get in the microphone. Say, this is your life. This is your wife. This is your marriage. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more. Or you can make it more. Goodbye. Peace out. Oh, peace out. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Peace out. Good job, buddy.